Welcome to Rama for Today. I left my last church in 1949, went out on the field and field ministry. From 49 through uh, 62 holy meetings in churches. And after the 10 o'clock service in the morning time, teaching service, you know, and of course the crowd's small, not like they are in big auditorium meetings. And, and, and I'd talk to people and they'd come to me with their prayer requests and so on and so forth. And I, that's the way I learned a lot of things. I know I'd ask them some questions because they'd ask me to pray with them. They'd ask me, well, you'd be in agreement with me about this. I'd say, wait just a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That won't work. Look at you like, well, you don't believe the Bible then. <laughs> no, that's not what the Bible said. It said to ask, so this ask. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan and his series on the Prayer of Agreement, Part 1. Say it out loud, everybody. It shall be done. That's positive, isn't it? Shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Now let's go on reading. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Now see, we use that verse very often, and it's partially true, but that's really not what the verse is talking about. About a church service. Well, the Lord's here, because he said, where two or three gathered together in my name, and that is true, he is there, but he wasn't talking about a church service. What he was talking about is where those two people, or three people, are gathered together in agreement. He's right there to see to it that what they agree on is done. Amen? I said amen. amen. All right, now I got back up again to that 19th verse and let's analyze it. Let's notice something here. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth, it shall be done. No. No. We left part of it out. As touching anything they ask. Notice every time you have to ask. You notice other scripture we looked at? Your heavenly Father knoweth you have need of these things before you ask. What things ever you ask, in prayer believing you shall receive. Amen? Amen. Well, you're in agreement with me, aren't you? Yeah, but we didn't ask anything. It won't work. You hear people all the time. You just start listening. Say, agree with me on that. If you didn't ask anything, it still won't work. It's sort of like the story I tell one time, a meeting I was holding. We just used this church facility, put on our own meeting, took up our own offering, put our offerings in the church. They had a safe in one of the rooms there. I didn't take care of that. I had a fellow that was manager of the meeting and so on. I taught morning and I did all the preaching. He just... You know, took the pulpit and made announcements and sort of, uh, you know, uh, ran the meeting. He was a minister too, but he was called back home because someone of his congregation had died. He had to go home and preach funeral. And he gave me this little slip of paper with a combination on it for me to open the safe to get my money out. I tried it and it wouldn't work. Couldn't get the safe open. Well, to make a long story short, I finally found out he had left one number out. Now, all th- these numbers that he gave me were all correct. But they won't work without the other number. Amen. See what I mean? 
And so you see, some people are three-fourths of the way correct, but it still won't work. If two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything there. Now I've had people say, but they can agree with me. You know that I'll get a job. They didn't have a job, see. Agree with me that I'll get a job. Started walking out and said, wait a minute, wait a minute. It won't work. We didn't ask anything. We just agreed on something. Amen. Just like this, you see, these folks are going to Norway. Well, we can all agree they're going to Norway, but we didn't ask anything. We can just say, well, now, Lord, we're in agreement with them about going to Norway, but we don't ask a thing. What is it that you're in agreement? Again, I said to you that if two of you shall agree, now notice, as touching anything that they shall ask. Let that soak in for a minute. You hear people on radio and television all the time quoting part of that verse. Well, the Bible said, two of you agree, so you're in agreement with Now, this agree. Now, notice they ever, never mentioned asking. Did you ever notice that? You watch that about nine times, about really 999, 99, 100 times out of a thousand. They'll leave the asking part out. And then they shake their head, blink their eyes, and wonder why it's not a work. Well, it must not be the will of God because it didn't work. It must not be God's will then for me. No, you got to ask. Everybody say, you got to ask. Amen. If two of you agree on earth as touching anything that they ask. It didn't say if they agree as touching anything, it'll be done. See, we need to just keep emphasizing that because we've gone so long the other way until it don't register on people. The wrong thought's already been planted there. Wrong seed, in one sense of the word, already been planted there. you got to uproot that and get it out of the way to get the good seed in. Amen. Now, really, here, this verse has been in the Bible all the time, but not too many times do we use it. How many times do you use them? Well, I think it's misused more than it's used. Because I have people all the time to ask me to get in agreement with them. They think if we get in agreement, it's going to happen. No, we still got to ask. So I just bring them right down to the point. You know, I, like I said, for, I left my last church in 1949, went out on the field and field of ministry. From 49 through uh, 62 holy meetings in churches. And after the 10 o'clock service in the morning time, teaching service, you know, and of course the crowd's small, not like they are in big auditorium meetings, and, and, and I'd talk to people, and they'd come to me with their prayer requests, and so on and so forth. And I, that's the way I learned a lot of things. I know I'd ask them some questions, because they'd ask me to pray with them. They'd ask me, well, you'd be in agreement with me about this. I'd say, wait just a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That won't work. Look at you like, well, you don't believe the Bible then. <laughs> That's not what the Bible said. It said to ask. So this ask. Oh. Well, I've been asking. Yeah, but it said two of you do it. Amen. So let's this, this, this get in agreement here. Amen. And ask. Now, I can remember the first time I ever used that verse. I knew it was in there because I read it. But I didn't have any occasion to use it. 
I was preaching off out there in the country. See, just as a teenager, started pastoring out there. I was just 18. I was about 19 at this time. And a friend of mine, in fact, I'd known him. We'd known him. We played together before we ever started school in the first grade. Lived the same in the town. We was in the first grade together, second grade together. And uh, then I moved away and, and didn't see him anymore. Until he had gotten saved in this tent revival that came into town. I'd been saved and healed the year before, but lived in a different part of town. And so then we renewed fellowship and acquaintance. And you got to realize now that these are depression days. It's hard for you younger folks to realize if you haven't been there. Because the streets every day, I mean just full of men, got no work, no jobs. You can have a street serve, preach to people every day if you wanted to, get a crowd. Because they got nothing to do. Just stand around on the streets. And if you didn't happen to get something, I've done it myself. I've worked all day long. I don't mean eight hours. I mean from sunup to sundown for one dollar. Glad to get it. There are thousands of people standing in line to be able to get the same thing if they could. Are you listening to me? Well, now this young man, see, he's about, well, he is not about, he is the same age I am. Just about, just two months different, see. He's working, his brother has a garage. And it's not very big. I mean, you couldn't get over four cars in it. Just a little building he's rented by the side of the street. And overhauling car. Now he gets $2.50 a week. I mean, that's his total salary. $2.50 a week. He doesn't have a suit of clothes. Never wears anything but a pair of khaki pants. Don't have a suit of clothes. So one day I stopped by the garage there and he's under a 35, 35 Chevrolet, I guess, tightening the rods, you know, laying on one of those creepers, you know, tightening these rods. And I just sort of stooped down there on my knees, you know, and hollered at him because there wasn't nobody else around, you know, and I could see him, his feet sticking out. And, and, and so he said, uh, where's Arnold? That was his brother. I said, well, I met him on the street as I coming down. And he spoke to him and said, he's going to the bank. So he rolled that creeper, you know, they lay on to work on the car, out from under that thing, and, and motioned to him because I'd straightened back up because he's just laying there. And so I just uh, got back down by the side of him, you know, hunkered down there. And he said, uh, looked around, you know, like somebody might have nobody in there because I've already looked around. He said, uh, I want you to pray for me. He was going with a little girl. He had, he'd proposed to her and she'd accepted the proposal. And he'd been going for the run. He said, we want to get married. Now, how are you going to get married on $2.50 a week? <laughs> he said, I don't even have a suit of clothes. You know, I can't get married. I, I got I to gotta get another job or get a job and make enough money and save up enough to get me a suit of clothes, you see. And, and there's nothing else in town. I mean, there's no factory there. There's what we call a cotton mill down the south part of town, you know, made fabrics and so on. And he said, I put my application in down there. And when I put my application in, the personnel offer said, the lady said, well, I'll go ahead and take your vote too, but I've got 10,000 applicants ahead of you. There's not a chance in the world of him to get known. But he said, there ain't nowhere else. I mean, where else is there? I don't know of anywhere for a factory or anything like that. 
Well, I, I always either carried my Bible or my Testament with me. I didn't have my Bible. I just had a little Testament in this pocket here, you know. I pulled that out and I said to him, well, I happen to think of, you see, that's what we should do. Uh, but see, we don't. When some need arise or somebody talking to us or what, we ought to stop and analyze the situation. See, now, which kind of prayer work here? Well, we don't. No, you just sort of, you know, just start praying without even stopping figuring it out. And, and, and mix it all up together and get it all messed up together. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources, including messages that expounds this month's subject. Our offer for this month is a four-volume series on the subject of prayer by Kenneth E. Hagan. Each one of the volumes includes four CD teachings on prayer. That's 16 CDs in all. Some of the CD titles are Praying for Your Nation, Praying with the Help of the Holy Spirit, United Prayer and the Prayer of Faith, and so many more. These four sets are normally priced for $112, but for this special offer, they're now only $56. That's a 50% savings off the retail price. Don't delay. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rama.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. Kindle the flames coming up very quickly, September yes. the 22nd through the 24th. Ladies, it is time for you to come on Rama Bible Church campus and come to Kindle the Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagen's life-changing message. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.